0: show, but diapers are also becoming limit, limited as well.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot of going on here. People are going to be going back to cloth diapers, and there's going to be a need for the wet nurse once again. Yes. And I have to apologize, those of you that uh, tune into the podcast, download it. Mm, you've missed the first half hour of the show because I forgot to start the recording. <laughs> so you'll have to go to Odyssey to catch the first half hour of the show. I looked over. Yeah, the, you right want to be on
0: Odyssey for the first half hour anyway. There's a lot of pictures and funnies.
1: Yeah, you'll have to be on Odyssey to catch it all anyway. So at any rate, that was rather quite entertaining. And uh, let's uh, dive into some stuff here. We're just going to skip through some of this. We're not going to cover every single one of the planting, growing, harvesting tips and the random garden things. We'll just cover the, the, the better ones here. Okay. And, Instead of trying to cover it all because we'd be here. We'll, we'll eat up most of the show cover and everything because we've got a lot in this area. <clears throat> so what do I got here? Um, you brought most of them. I seem to have brought only one. So we'll go with one of mine. And that is how to prune your pepper plants for a huge yields. And it's so hard to do sometimes because you actually got to start pruning them when they're young. And you actually mm-hmm. got to sacrifice flowers when they first start blooming so that you get a bigger harvest at the end. And you got to pick and choose where to prune them correctly so that they burst out into uh, stuff. But this is a really good article about how to prune them. And I'm just starting to prune I've got some pepper plants that are big enough now. And I want to bring in a really big harvest this year of uh, of uh, uh, Reaper, um, uh, Carolina Reaper peppers because I've got mm, six plants, seven plants, and four of them are rather nice and large, so I want to bring in lots of reaper plants, or reaper peppers. Have some super hot, hot sauce this year. So anyway, this is a great article. If you're growing pepper plants, now the thing is about this, is this kind of pruning also applies to your tomatoes too. And also applies to many other leafing type of plants, such as basil and others. And I finally realized why I could never grow basil. And that was I was never properly pruning it. So I think I'll do much better with it this year. Might even get myself to grow a basil tree and keep it alive all winter. And I learned something new. I learned something new. I didn't know cauliflower was a perennial. Cauliflower, broccoli, oh. they're, they're perennials. They'll, they'll, they'll survive the winter and keep producing the next year. All you do is cut them down, and they send up new stalks the following year. I'm going to try that this year Oh, cool. see, see if I can pull it off. And then it's one less plant to have to plant, and supposedly they produce pretty decently in the second and third year. All right, which one of these ones do you want? Uh,
0: Well, there's two in this first list last thing that I wanted to bring forward, one is five common backyard weeds that you can eat. Okay. I mean, most people know about the dandelions, but there's a couple in here that I didn't know the name of. Uh, there's one called chickweed.
1: Uh, no, I've heard about chickweed.
0: Yeah, I didn't know what it looked like until I started looking through these pictures. I'm like, oh, I've pulled out a bunch of those. Those are edible. Yeah. So this is a.
1: P- I get a lot of purslane growing in my garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's similar to okra. Yeah, sheep sorrel. You just got to make sure you've got the right plant before you uh, before you yeah. uh, start eating it, because otherwise you could poison yourself. Because there's a lot of lookalike plants.
0: <clears throat> that one uh, that you just went by, that one chickweed. is a chickweed. Chickweed. Yeah. That's that's that. I pulled that out of every garden I've ever worked in. I yeah. had no idea that that's something you can just eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It adds like a spinach like taste. Yeah, it's also ha- it's
1: has also gonna be, be used for a pulse, this for minor cuts, burns and rashes, a tea for a mild diuretic. Yeah. So yeah, well I, I do believe that we are going to be relearning all of the skills that have been tossed aside from our uh, ancestors. Yeah, you know, we're gonna We're have gonna to, have to. We're gonna have to or we're gonna starve. Yeah. And that's one of the really important things here. And you know what? I just got a notification that the chickens might be playing their dance. Let's go check on on the chickens and see if the chickens are doing anything. <laughs> yep, we got baby chicks. All right, there we go, baby yeah. chicks. Now uh, they're only on the. I don't you know, see I, them on the screen though. No, I've only got it set up to go to Odyssey.
0: Oh, okay. You so have right to scroll up on Odyssey.
1: Yeah, you'll have, to, you'll have to go to the Odyssey yep. and watch. There it is.
0: I baby see. chicks. They're so they're, cute. They're, we got baby chicks. They're
1: live. They're chowing down. They're doing their, <laughs> their pecking, and scratching and dance. So they're no longer hiding. All right. Let's get that one surprising back. surprising
0: how much they've grown already.
1: I know. They're getting big already. They're getting big fast. They're already getting, they're already getting feathers. Mm-hmm. They're, only, they're only a week old, a week and a day now. Actually, 10 days. They're 10 days old because they were born on May 1st. They're May Day they're Mayday chickens. <laughs> All right. Let's hide the chickens and go back to... What's the other one you got here?
0: Uh, how to prevent and get rid of squash vine borers. Okay. So I thought this one would actually be a really good thing to know, because the vine borers, mm-hmm. they don't just go after squash, although squash is their favorite. Um this article goes through and it explains like how to tell when it's a vine borer. It, it's a type of moth that lays its eggs at the base of the squash plants. When the eggs hatch, the larvae borrow <coughs> or bore into the lower stems and then your plant dies. Mm-hmm. So this actually teaches you how to spot it, how to spot the eggs, how to tell uh, like what the damage is. And then it tells you how to get rid of them. All right. So, a useful one to have.
1: Let's see. Manually remove them. Sawdust. Wire thread. You can kill them. Catch and destroy the moths at twilight. Trap the adult moths and yellow sticky traps. Yeah, I've been using yellow sticky traps to deal with my whitefly infestation in my greenhouse, and it seems to have slightly come under control. So, let's hope.
0: <clears throat> if you get a whole bunch of ladybugs, mm-hmm. they'll eat the the white flies too.
1: Yes, I know. I got to get the ladybugs first. I got to build the ladybug houses so I can capture and keep ladybugs in my yard. All yeah, right. but
0: if you you can go and buy the ladybugs, a whole yeah. bunch of them. Yes, they're not.
1: Yes, but you got to catch the stores when they have them in stock, because they don't. They don't always have them in stock.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: that's the way it works. All right. Random garden things. Um, Yeah, we'll skip that one. Some canning trips, uh, tips, cooking, canning recipes, canning cheese. You want to? You might want to look at this one. You know, if you ever catch cheese on sale and you want to you wanna can it, because cheese can be canned. I didn't know that. But you just got to I've prepare. come to the
0: conclusion that there is nothing that cannot be canned.
1: No, almost nothing. There are some things that can't be canned, but most things can. But you can can cheese and store it for a long term on your shelf. Mm-hmm. And cheddar cheese, hard cheeses, Velveeta, all of those can be canned. When it comes out, it comes out as chunks and it's still edible, still sliceable, still re shred, shreddable. Velveeta turns into something goopy, you know. You got to add vinegar and stir it in. And, you know, I don't really like Velveeta, but for those that like it, you can can your own Velveeta cheese and have your own cheese sauce on the, on the counter. I'd rather can my cheddar cheese. So,
0: what is knows? Velveeta? Is it like a cream cheese?
1: No, it's a processed cheese spread. It's like you know, you know, you know that cheese sauce you used to get when you go to you go to Seven Eleven late at night to get a chili cheese dog, and you get the I machine. I've seen it. It smells
0: weird, so I've never tried it. It's, it that's Velveeta cheese. <clears throat> okay.
1: It's a really soft cheese. It's what it's what cheese dips are made out of because it melts really easy and smoothly. It's a processed cheese stuff.
0: Okay, so it tastes like the cheese on Cheesies, like yep. the, the crackers? Yep.
1: All right, now okay. I'm just going show to this, showcase this one, and then, we're, then we'll move on to something else. But this is a really cool recipe I found. I'm going to give it a try. It's peanut butter M&M cookies. So that does ba- look
0: tasty.
1: It's basically stuffed peanut, or cookies stuffed full of peanut butter and M&M's. I just thought it was going to be, I thought it was <laughs> cool. I'm actually going to try making them. All right. Looks tasty. You got one from here? Uh, frijoles. Let's go with frijoles, Mexican beans. That's just refried beans, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes and no. Um, yes, this is the refried beans. But uh, if I remember correctly, they have a very different recipe than what I learned. I mean, and... They, they seem to do a lot of the Mexican recipes that I learned from you and Grandma very differently from the way that I learned from you guys. So yes. it's it's interesting looking at these. And then from here you go on to different recipes that are connected. And I figured it's always a good thing to have lots of bean recipes because they get you, you get sick of them pretty fast.
1: You'll get sick of them really fast when you're having to eat your bean supply. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just uh, refried beans. I, I make them with kidney beans often, but you can use pinto beans. And then of course, this is pretty much what I put into my refried beans, garlic. Uh, I don't use a uh, square of salt pork for the fat. I just use, I just use lard or oil, whatever oil I have handy. Mm-hmm. Um, water, salt, and black pepper. This is how you make refried beans. That's what they're talking about here. It's just basically refried beans. Frijoles, Mexican refried beans. And then I, of, I often put hot, hot peppers and other, and, and uh, cumin and other stuff to spice them up so that they're just, they're not bland because this is a pretty bland refried bean. And didn't they say sprinkle with yeah. Monterey cheese and serve with salsa? Well, yeah, yeah so it's bean dip. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a nice, simple, straightforward recipe.
0: Mexican bean beetles. Hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, um, I'm just curious about it now.
1: Okay, well, let's see what it is. Mexican bean beetles. They look like ladybugs.
0: Like to put
1: into the beans or? No, no, this is a bug. Beetle.
0: Oh, get rid of them. Okay, never mind. Yeah.
1: yeah, they do damage like Japanese beetles. How to get rid of them. Okay, what else we got here? You want, do you want tea arriving with no flavor or a shortage of baby formula? Let's go with the shortage of baby oh, formula.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, this is the worry about stu- food supply. I brought the shortage of baby formula. But Which we already covered, but uh, the well arriving with... let's
1: cover it a little bit more here. Okay. Because this is a little bit that people really need to know. It's like if you've got, got babies and you don't have a, uh, a uh, milkmaid around, or what they call them, a wet nurse, or the mother's not breastfeeding, you need formula. You know, yeah. You need something to feed the baby until they, can, until they can eat food, and that's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of about a year to a year and a half.
0: Uh, Something a lot of younger parents don't know is there are a lot of places where you can buy milk from like buy mother's milk. Yeah, it's frozen. um, But a lot of women, especially women who like I was, uh, I produce too much milk for my kids. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women who produce too much milk, they actually donate it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can get it for very, very cheap. Some women uh, do it as a profession, so they will tell you what their diet is and everything, and you can Mm -hmm. decide what kind of mother's milk. Like It's very interesting, but there are places where you can get mother's milk for a decent, affordable price. However, that is probably going to be changing very quickly. Yep. Probably not going to stay affordable for long. No, it'll go up. The hell is that chime? Sorry, I'm using my um, oh, okay. my uh, hand exercise balls because my hand was hurting. Sorry about that. I'm sitting there thinking I'm hearing a chime, and I'm thinking, what the hell is that?
1: <laughs> All right, it's the giant Ben Wall balls. All right, yes, and this is going to be a problem. And this is only the beginnings, folks. This is this is just the beginning. They're they're trying to keep this as quiet as possible because this story is not on the mainstream media. You know you'd think this would be mainstream media stuff, but mm-hmm. it's all it's not the, not the be right now it's like man it's just this is just insane what we got going on right now, and so many other things and like I, I I went shopping the other day for just a few things I needed I couldn't believe how many shelves were empty in the warehouse store
0: right, and the price of things, my mm. goodness, like uh my husband went out to get uh one of those little tiny Half ham things—they're usually about twelve, twelve bucks or so. Eighteen dollars for a tiny little ham chunk.
1: Yeah, it's it's going up everywhere. Well, and baby formula
0: climbing. has gone up eighteen percent over the last year too.
1: Oh yeah, everything is going up. It's getting more and more expensive. I'm glad that I still have such a large stock supply and uh, and I can tap into it while still you know buying essential stuff and trying to keep it ahead of the curve as much as possible. Mm -hmm. all right well this is something oh you want tea? sorry i just wanted to bring the
0: tea arriving with no flavor okay so this is just a link to the tea that i buy i've been the last one i bought from these guys Mm -hmm. it takes four tea bags to do what two tea bags did previously I'm a major tea person. I have teas that I've had uh, kicking around for five years. They weren't in shrink wrap or anything. They still have plenty of flavor. This box of tea was in shrink wrap. And it has so little flavor that it must be like 10 years or older at this oh, point. It's
1: 175 years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the reason I wanted to bring this is because tea is something a lot of people don't really think about Mm -hmm. i mean yes we think about coffee because most of the world's addicted to coffee but then there's people like me who choose tea over coffee and you're not going to be able to keep getting your tea with flavor so this is something that you'll want to start thinking about you'll want to start thinking about what kind of teas you like and start looking at how to make the teas you like like for instance green tea white tea and black tea all come from the same plant but it takes two years for that plant to mature. So maybe that's something you want to look into. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's
0: yeah. Something yeah. I wanted to bring people's attention.
1: Once upon a time, tea was one of the most expensive things people bought.
0: And it's going to get that way again, I fear. Yeah.
1: At the rate we're going. All right. While you can,
0: learn how to make it.
1: Some things you can do to maybe help yourself out. I like this article. Five instant dry soup mixes you can prepare and keep in your food storage, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, have your own tomato soup. Now, for those of you that do canning, such as I've learned how to do, if you can tomatoes, you know one of the things you're supposed to do is remove the skins from your tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, a lot of people would toss them out, compost them, feed them to their chickens. I'll give the chickens some of them for a treat. But what I discovered is that you can dehydrate them, pulverize them, and you have tomato powder with massive tomato with massive tomato flavor that you can use to enhance anything you want more tomato flavor in. So you can make your you can make those tomatoes you're growing go even further. By
0: you could also dry them out and add them to and add them just as tomato skins into soups and stuff, couldn't you?
1: Yep, you can. You could just dry them and add them in. I I use them as tomato powder. I pulverize them down. But you can make your own instant tomato soup with powdered milk and bouillon cube and tomato powder and basil and garlic powder, onion powder and salt and instant tomato soup. Instant potato soup, potato flakes, cornstarch, chives, bouillon cube, you know, and I've been experimenting with making my own bouillon with my freeze dryer, and it's actually starting to work. I'm starting to figure out what concentration to uh, make my soup, my, uh, my, my, my stock to and then uh, clar- uh clarifying it filtering it down you know run through some filters and get all the chunks and everything out so it's just pure uh bullion and then freeze drying it and i end up with a powder nice so so i'm experimenting with that so if you happen to be lucky enough to have a freeze dryer you might want to start making your own bullion powdered bullion that you can store for a couple of decades if you need if need be you know, that will store for a couple of decades. You might not get, it might not get to last for a couple of decades, but it'll be there for you when you need it. Instant onion soup, just onion flakes. Another, again, bullion cubes, you know, your own bullion. A uh, bullion cube is one t- tablespoon of, bu- of, of loose powdered bullion for those that don't know it.
0: That's actually good to know.
1: Yeah. Um, instant curry rice soup which I thought was cool if you like uh, curry, curry and rice, and rice soup, you know. So you just need curry powder to go with the bouillon cubes and powdered ginger. And again, I'm growing my own ginger. My ginger's growing quite nicely this year. I'm having more success with my ginger this year than I did last.
0: Uh, that's another thing I've noticed uh, over the past couple of years. Curry powder has been having less and less flavor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's probably you gotta. You, you can grow. There is a couple of curry plants that do grow here, but I haven't figured out how to use them yet. I've got a couple growing at the oasis right now, curry plants, but I haven't figured out how uh, to dry them and use them yet.
0: I'm a big curry person, and yeah. it it's sad because uh, recipe calls for three tablespoons. I have to use eight.
1: So if you eat curry regularly. It helps strengthen your hair, cures dandruff, and prevents premature grain of hair. Good to know. Instant noodle soup made with ramen noodles. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't. I don't use it. What I use for my for my noodle soup, and I just made some instant soup. I made myself uh, chicken soup uh, last week um, from scratch. And what I use is, I just take some. I just take some spaghetti noodles and break them up and toss them in there.
0: That's what I do too.
1: And it makes really good noodles. And so I've freeze dried it. And now I have my own instant uh, chicken noodle soup in freeze dried. Ready to just add water and add hot water and have soup. So anyway, I thought these were some really cool ideas for folks to, you know, have soup. Because soup's always a good thing to have handy. And having something that you can make up in an instant, just boil some water, pour it in there, and you have that soup and broth. And if you've made it with your own homemade broths and things, it's so much more nutritious and can warm you up on a cold day. You know, I know when I went camping with Scouts, I used to carry packages of instant, uh, instant chicken noodle soup in my backpack just to warm myself up.
0: There's also the added bonus of uh, taste of home, comforting.
1: Yep. All right. And we've got some other tips we want to cover up here, a few of these other tips here. Uh, which ones do I want here? Um, oh,
0: here's... About here's, 50 tips from 1940s. That's the one I was just going to grab. Nice. Brilliant minds. Because...
1: This is what people are going to have to be facing because the 1940s was the end of the uh, Great Depression and it was also the beginning of World War II. So there were shortages coming out of the Great Depression and there were shortages again because of the war because all the major foodstuffs went to support the war effort and the men overseas. Mm -hmm. You know, coffee, meat, milk, cheese, you know, all these things that we're used to right now in plenty, they were strictly rationed during World War II. So it made cooking a challenge for the housewives at the time. Okay, so here's some tips. Line dry your clothes if you can. And to help make them last longer, you wash them gently. So that's a nice, simple tip. You know, for those that got sweet teeth that like their desserts, cut down on the sugar in the recipes and you'll find that if you eat less sugar, the sugar will taste better. The less sugar you eat, the more strength it has. The more sugar you eat, the less strength it has in flavor-wise. But there's lots of other ways to sweeten your food with anything from honey to different types of fruits, you know, to sweeten it all up. You know, they talk about why buy when you can borrow. That should be standard for most people. You know, if you're doing a one-off job, you know your neighbor's got what you need, just go borrow it from him. You'll have something he can borrow you know, books, movies, you know, why pay for all the streaming stuff when you can just go to the library and check out DVDs. You know, you won't get all the trendy stuff, but whatever it is, you know, glass jars, put every, you know, use glass jars for a lot of things. You can even use all those extra jars from all the different things you've had to store and, store and uh, can stuff. Now, it's not recommended to reuse these lids, but in a pinch, if you were hard up, these lids will work for canning and storage. So, okay, recycling efforts, they had massive recycling. They give you some tips here on uh, all that leftover aluminum foil. If you use it, save it, use that to scrub your pans instead of a uh, steel wool. You know, talk about reusing newspapers for multiple things. You know, they, they use newspaper. I used to use newspaper for my book covers when I was going to school.
0: Or the paper bags from the grocery stores. Yep, paper bags from
1: the grocery store, which you get from the grocery store now, though you got to pay 10 cents for them.
0: Yeah.
1: Save your stale bread for those that always toss their stale bread. You know, save it. Turn them into breadcrumbs. Or turn it into croutons. Either way, make use of it. Make use of your stale bread. Soap. Now, this is a really good one, but I don't know any ladies that that have nylons anymore, and I don't have any nylons, but all those little itty-bitty pieces of soap, you can toss them into a nylon and then use the nylon for scrubbing.
0: Good idea.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I like this. Don't ditch your dull pots and pans. All my pots and pans are dull. <laughs> I, I use do. Them, I use them until they can't be used anymore. Every shred of fabric can be reused. People will be learning how to sew once again, and they'll be learning how to sew clothes from rags. Yeah. You know, that will happen. Not yet. We're not quite there yet, but, you know, turn them into all kinds of things. Tell people, start gardening. you got to get started on it. Any place you've got, any space you've got, wilted vegetables into waste-not soup. I like this that term, waste not soup. Toss all your wilted vegetables into a soup pot and boil them down, make a stock, and start adding it in there. You know, and if they're decent shape uh, vegetables, you just chop them up, and nobody will notice that they were wilting once they're in soup.
0: Something else too that a lot of people don't know: you can use the leaves on things like celery mm-hmm. and broccoli. Use them. They're not going to. They're going to add flavor, add yep. nutrients, yep. Don't throw them out. Use them
1: it's edible all of it yeah and it's like i save my cabbage leaves and uh and broccoli leaves from uh, stuff i grow in the garden save the ones that are not completely destroyed and eaten up by the bugs because the bugs like the leaves Mm. so but yeah you know um even your scraps like the cores of uh of of, uh of Peppers and all the other scraps the stuff you cut off if you toss them in a bag and freeze them until you got enough You can use those to make you make a soup stock and then strain all that stuff out because it's not overly edible But at least you'll get the nutrition out of the veggies and then that scraps that you have you can then compost into your garden People are gonna learn I like this one here for butter this was something I hadn't thought of—a way to extend your butter. You know, make a pound of butter into about a pound and a half to two pounds of butter. And what you do with it is you blend in some oil. Oh. And salt into it. See.
0: That's a really good idea. You know, um,
1: it makes the butter more, more, more uh, spreadable. Spreadable. But it also makes the butter go further you know three, three quarters cup of oil and a pinch of salt to compensate for the added oil and now you have more butter to do your baking and everything else because of course way back then butter was the primary uh was their primary source of fat we got lots mm-hmm. of sources of fat now, although we might be back to what butter was. But yeah, I thought that was a great idea, and I'm thinking I may have to try that to expand to uh, extend my butter out because I love my butter. Yeah, and me you, too. And you won't notice it if you're only blending that much oil into it because it won't it won't dilute the flavor that much. The meatless Monday, yeah, we'll be on meatless times, meatless meatless days of the week. Oh yeah. Vegetable oil or vegetable for, for women who still want to wear their lipstick, beets. Stain your lips with beets. It works. Mm-hmm. And we talked about disposable diapers. Well, they're going to be back to cloth diapers.
0: You know, I tried using cloth diapers with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's actually really hard to keep up with the kids when they have cloth diapers. Yes,
1: I know. We tried it with you. It was a real pain keep you need to life.
0: have the little overcoat bit for the diapers so that the mm-hmm. baby doesn't just pee everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Not just that you got to keep up with the laundry.
0: Yeah. Which is also hard.
1: Yeah. Cause you know, a kid can go through, you know, 10 or more diapers in a day sometimes. Yeah. And then they used Although to have... I did
0: learn something really useful for the, for the cloth diapers. Hmm. Uh, if you get you know you know the cotton stuffing that they have for uh, pillows, yeah, just put a layer of that in between the uh, the cu- the overcoat and the diaper, mm-hmm. and that will help to soak it up even better, so the diaper lasts a little longer. Just yeah. a quick thing.
1: Well, there you go, for all those ladies out there that are still having kids, and there will be a there will be a baby boom when when people start losing all of their abilities to to distract their minds with mass amounts of media because they'll go go back to the old fashioned form of entertainment, (laughs) which is sex, sex and more sex. Meatloaf. They talk about making meatloaf. I have a fantastic meatloaf recipe. I think it might even be on the, uh, Rogue's Tavern website and it takes a pound of hamburger meat and makes you about a pound and a half to a two pound meatloaf. So, and it's still quite tasty. It does use breadcrumbs and a whole lot of other things, which is what they suggest. Rags to ringlets and then, you know, and then bulk up the last of your coffee grounds for those that like their coffee.
0: Oh, chicory.
1: Essence of coffery and chicory. Hmm. Chicory root. That was that plant you were talking about, isn't it?
0: No, um, no, the plant I'm talking about, I actually can't remember the name of it. I sent oh. you a link of it. Okay. But uh, chicory root, that one tastes more like coffee.
1: Yep. You can And chicory root is a good substitute for coffee. You know, except there's no caffeine in it. But it does taste like coffee. So. Yep. At any rate, I thought that was a really good one. Definitely. And then I have one more, and then we'll start diving down some rabbit holes. And that is ten uses for thyme. Besides using thyme is an chicken. amazing herb. Yes, it uh, repels mosquitoes. If you rub mm-hmm. it on yourself, it repels mosquitoes. But they've got lots of great uses in here. The biggest one that caught my eye was the fact that it re, uh, repels mosquitoes. Of course, herb butter, you know, simple syrup, make a thyme syrup, uh, infused oil and vinegar, makes for a great on salads. You know, a tea. Make a thyme tea out of it. You know, help for settling your stomach. Relax for sleeping. Bay
0: leaf is actually better for, for settling <clears throat> stomachs. Oh,
1: I'm sure it is. Massage skin oils. You know, lots of good uses. You know, moth repellents. Scented soaps. And, of course, keeping mosquitoes at bay. And then as pest control in your garden to help drive out some of the pests in the garden. All right, I think we will take a bit of a break. Let's see if we got chickens on the chicken cam. Do we have chickens? Nope, chickens are sleeping again. No chickens on the chicken cam, so we're just going to have to (laughs) take a
0: break without the chickens.
1: I was hoping the chickens would would coordinate their activity to to our schedule here, but they're just not going to do it. That would
0: be awesome. Yeah. All right,
1: a little bit of music. I got to go clear clear the vein and uh, get something else to drink. Let's go with this
2: one. da Out hundred dollar bills And it kills and it thrills Like the horns on my Silverado grill And I buy the bar a double round the crown And everybody's getting down And this town ain't never gonna be the same Cause I saddle up my horse And I ride into the city down oh, and, I and i wouldn't, wouldn't trade only royal my, old Leroy or my chevrolet, chevrolet for your escalator your freak parade i'm the only john Wayne left in this town and i saddle up my, up my horse, horse and i ride into the city i make a lot of noise cause the girls they are so pretty Riding up and i'm Said in the back of my truck bed as I was getting buzzed on suds out on some back country road. We were flying high fine as wine, having ourselves a big and rich time, and I was going just about as far as she'd let me go. But her evaluation of my cowboy reputation had me begging for salvation all night long. So I, I took, took her out, gigging, frogs, introduced her to, to my old bird dog, and sang her every Willie Nelson song I can think of, and we, we made love. love. Then I
1: Song. It is a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I don't play that one often enough. We got people watching. Yeehaw. We do. Welcome, peoples. I just checked in on so,
0: that. So, something I wanted to bring forward is um, it's under crazy weather, grand solar minimum, now okay. climate change. Uh, the last one here: Blood Moon, total lunar eclipse, sweeps across America's on May fifteenth, twenty twenty-two. Okay. I thought this was pretty cool. It's a supermoon and it's a blood moon and it's an eclipse.
1: We haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. I wonder where I wonder what part of I wonder what part of uh, is it gonna cover all of North America? Will we see it here?
0: Honestly I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it's been like I said, it's been years since we've had a total lunar lunar eclipse.
0: We've had so many eclipses over the past like five years, though it's kind of surprising. We've had right. at least one a year. Which
1: there's another one, another major solar eclipse coming across the United States in 2024. The one that I think one... that
0: completes the X that I was talking about at the beginning yeah. of our of our show series.
1: Yeah, that, it completes the X. Let's X marks there. the spot. X marks the spot somewhere it's somewhere in the United States, and it ha- and it, it lands on the 33rd parallel to boot.
0: You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Didn't you hear it? Hello. No, I I, I hear you now, but oh. uh, it sounds like you were saying something and, uh, and I said, I uh, X said the X marks the a... the X the
1: X lands on the thirty third parallel to boot. Oh, does it? Yeah. That's cool.
3: That's a magic
1: yeah, they're not telling us where. They're just telling us across the North Americas.
3: Mhm.
1: Yeah. Oh well. That's cool, though. That's good, to, that, that, that's, that's good to know. It's really interesting. And of course, today we started into uh, Mercury retrograde to add to that. So, Of course. <laughs> so we are in Mercury retrograde, folks, for those of you that understand it. All right. What else do we got? Um, our quick 2022 summer forecast it's going to be wet on the wet coast. Hot yeah, rain. Uh, that's
0: the US.
1: Oh, well, Canada's and the same.
0: Uh, Canada is lower down
1: yes i know Still lower know. down
0: yeah, there hot we go it's rainy it's the same we aren't going to have uh, hot and dry in no. canada though we're going to have cool and rainy and hot and rainy
1: and cool and dry through the central plain uh prairies yeah but, but we're not going to have hot no we're going to have hot and hot and rainy on the wet coast so it's going to be hot and wet not the entire <sighs> not, not the not the, one, not the fun kind of wet but just hot and wet <laughs>
0: I was kind of hoping for a little bit of dry this year because we've had a very wet year so far. It's
1: it has rained an awful lot this year. <laughs> it's
0: starting but, to feel like I'm in Seattle, man.
1: Yeah, there's been a few times where it's like, wow, I haven't seen this much rain since <laughs> I lived in Seattle. All right, now we do have some crazy chicken stuff here that I've that I brought to the show. Aside from our chicken uh, chicken cam, which we've given you a sneak previews of. Right now, the chicken babies are sleeping, so there's no point in bringing them out. But we've got, this one here is a big one for those that are keeping backyard chickens and you want to give stuff to your chickens. Eight common garden plants that are toxic to chickens. and you want to pay attention to this one here. I know I want to pay attention to it because I grow some of these plants. You know, and a couple of them are for feed or for food. But let's get down to the list.
0: Is that a teenage chicken that I just saw?
1: Yeah, that's a teenage chicken.
0: Looks like a teenager. (laughs) they are kinda
1: gangly looking. Well we'll have teenage chickens real soon. They tell you how to tell if you've got a toxic chicken, if he ate something, that's probably giving him toxic shock. And here we go. My guess is they
0: probably lay down and don't make much noise.
1: Yeah, they don't eat. They don't they they don't do much. Foxglove, of course. Foxglove is toxic to everybody, except in the right dosage. I I that's grown in the front yard where the chickens will never be. Daffodils. I don't grow those in the daffodils are toxic? to chickens. Huh. I don't know if they're toxic to humans, but they're toxic to chickens. Azaleas, which are, of course, in the front yard, not the back. So not a big problem. Rhododendrons, which are in the front, not the back. I don't grow those. Lily of the Valley, which is toxic to many people, for what Mm -hmm. little I know about it. Um, Beans. Now, this is a big one. Beans are toxic to chicken when they're raw. If you cook them, you can feed them to your chickens.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, raw uncooked beans or dried beans cannot be fed to your chickens. They, the uncooked ones contain hemoglutin in, a, to- a toxic that will make the chickens sick. Hemoglutin in? Glu- e- hemoglutin hemug, gluten hemug glut- in. Hemagglutinin. That's a horrible (laughs) word. Ferns, which I don't grow. We just put some in the front yard recently for a really shady spot. Rhubarb. Don't feed the chickens the rhubarb leaves or the stalks at all because it's Hmm. not good for the chickens. And the rhubarb leaves are toxic for humans too. Yeah. Such an
0: interesting plant.
1: Yes, it is. Nightshades, like potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, peppers, and more. Which, of course, I grow a lot of nightshades. Every one of them. Yeah, nights. you do. So I have to be careful there. Because th- there are some things you like. You can give them ripe tomatoes, but not green tomatoes. Oh. You know, don't feed them the leaves of it. Green tomatoes, green potatoes, and green eggplant contain solanin. You know, there, there's some loopholes here and there in it you know so you just got to be careful it's like i'm busy reading it right now to reading up on it so i make sure i get healthy chickens and i can toss them as much of the stuff that i have left over as possible to that i don't want to toss into the compost bin or turn into soup whichever Mm -hmm. this next article goes on to tell us about chickens love table scraps you can pretty much feed them everything except for some of the things we listed below. But this article here goes through and tells you what you don't want to feed your chickens. I like this. This will be entertaining for the chickens. Take a cabbage head, screw it <laughs> on the thing, and hang it down so they can play. Uh, so they can play tetherball. <laughs> That'll be really entertaining for
0: them. <clears throat> be entertaining for us too. Okay, safe
1: table scraps. You can feed them fruits, peaches. Leafy greens, collards, peas, cooked sweet potatoes, and zucchini, brown, wild brown and wild rice. Don't give them white rice, quinola, oats, plain, cat food, dog food. You can also feed them meat scraps. You can feed them pizza, bread, pasta, citrus, dairy products, onions, garlic, fish. Hmm. You know, these are the unsafe ones. Yeah. Raw or uncooked potatoes, high sugar processed foods, tomato leaves and green tomatoes. Eggplant and pepper leaves, raw uncooked beans, coffee and coffee grounds, you know uncooked rice, moldy and rotted po- produce, avocado, apple seeds. Apple seeds will cause them to choke. It, it messes up their craw. Mm. You know, so you can feed them all kinds of stuff, and you know and so you can feed them, you can toss them bones. you know if you've got leftover, leftover rib bones or something, you can toss it to them, they'll pick the bone clean. Oh, nice. So they can eat pretty much, pretty much anything, which is how people used to raise their chickens once upon a time, because they didn't have feed to go buy at the feed store. They could only give them. What
0: about, what about like if you're giving them fish and you don't get all the bones? Will the bones get them like they do cats?
1: Beats me. Don't know. Nothing Hmm. said about that. So I have no idea at the moment. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. One more article. We're not going to cover this one, but it's six fascinating egg facts about the eggs in your chickens. So go check this article on your own.
0: Those are such cool-looking eggs.
1: Mhm. Well, that's the kind of eggs I'm going <laughs> to get. I'm going to have multicolored eggs for my chickens.
0: I know. You're going to have permanent Easter eggs. It's oh. awesome. Yep.
1: The three, the three chickens I got so far are going to lay me uh, green and blue eggs. All right. Let's see what else we got. Let's go talk about... We've got some stuff here I want to talk about.
0: And... Hang on, there's at least one thing I really want to oh, yeah. bring. Um, uh, one thing I really wanna bring from really cool things to bring from Amber. It's the third one down. Mm-hmm. Dollar Tree Manager fired after posting a help wanted sign ashing his Gen Z workers.
1: Dollar Tree Manager says <laughs> the zones in hacker locations US how to stay off the radar, deadly mistakes, um uh, Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Um, really cool things to remember. Okay, Dollar Tree manager filed after posting help wanted sign. Oh, there we go. This will be good. <laughs> after bashing so, Gen Z workers. Yeah. I want to see this one.
0: His, <clears throat> his help want sign says, my two new cashiers quit because I said their boyfriends couldn't stand here for their entire shift. Don't hire Gen Zs. They don't know what work actually means. Now hiring. Baby boomers only. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh. And, of course, they all went after him. Well, it's true. Yeah, of
0: course. But I thought this was just brilliant.
1: So now, only, now only they gotta find new cashiers. They gotta find themselves a new manager that actually worked.
0: <laughs> righty Probably then. be a Gen Z manager. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, don't try to breathe your drink.
1: And then, and then, and then, they, and then their boyfriends can stand there the entire time. <laughs> Alrighty, we've got some insanity here of all kinds of stuff. You know, there's a whole. Where you want st- to go first. Um, I'm gonna go down to the uh, Rona. Gonna get you, cause we got a hard push. Got a hard push. I don't have any articles on this. This is just some clips I've, uh, I've gathered, uh, from the No Agenda show, and All right. this is talking about the uh, the Johnson Johnson thing.
4: This morning the FDA limiting the use of the Johnson and Johnson single shot vaccine following an investigation into reports of rare blood clots. Federal health experts saying there are safer options, and now only those eighteen and older who don't have access to a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine or won't take them can still get J and J.
5: If you had the J and J shot a long time ago, there's no cause for panic. This is a rare side effect that happens in the days and months after the shot. But even with that small risk, it meant that the FDA would acknowledge that.
4: Overnight, GMA spoke with Emma Berkey, who was 18 when she got the J&J vaccine.
3: So it's just one shot, it's quick, and I just never in a million years imagined something like this happening.
4: A week after receiving the shot, Emma says her life has never been the same.
3: 13 months ago, I
0: was hospitalized for about four months as a result of having uh, brain bleeds, blood clots.
3: Uh, four strokes, uh, three brain surgeries.
1: Ouch. And, of course, the they one cut piece in the middle there goes, oh, something that only happens to you weeks or months after you get the shot.
0: <laughs> the days and months after.
1: Days and months after. And it's like, yep. yeah, well, that means that. How many you know, months? That's the whole question, how many months. How many months after? And we got a little bit more on this one here.
4: Um, first of all, this risk is extremely rare. We're talking about one in two million people ended up having uh, a, a really horrible outcome.
1: Oh, only one in two million. Hmm. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That 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 doesn't sound like extremely rare, but it sounds rare. But still, you know, there was a there was a something I meant to bring last show. They they pulled air fryers in Canada. They pulled air fryers because of all the tens of thousands that they sold across Canada, 69 of them caught fire. So they recalled them all. Yep. So it's like they'll recall air fryers, but they won't recall this vaccine for the thousands and millions of people that are being injured by it.
0: Oh, of course not. The vaccine makes them more money. All right. And
1: more on this.
4: And back to the J&J vaccine. Of the 17 million Americans who got the shot, nine people have died.
1: So 17 million, nine people have died. Probably more.
4: Probably. Probably. All right. And then one more piece in this. Health officials also reporting more people are turning to the drug Paxlovid to fight COVID. Its use up tenfold in recent weeks. But among patients who took the pills, scientists are now investigating some reports of a relapse in COVID symptoms. After taking the five-day course, 63-year-old Lauren Martin was first thrilled when she started to feel better and tested negative. But a week later, those symptoms came back.
6: My symptoms second time around especially just right from, the, from, from that first day, were stronger than my symptoms the first time around.
4: In clinical trials, Paxlovid cut the risk of hospitalization by nearly 90%. Despite some reports of relapse, many health experts still confident in the drug's benefits.
1: Mm, that's, the one that that's the one that they've brought out to replace the ivermectin. Yes. And the other things. What's being cooked? Hang on a sec.
0: Always a slightly worrisome question. Children, what are you doing? But Paxlovid, Pax, 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 Paxlovid,
1: Paxlovid, 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 yeah, Paxlovid. So obviously it's not as good as it should be, and it's creating problems out there in the world. You know, we've got all kinds of stuff happening here. And here's the big push. They're preparing us for a new winter of death.
7: There could be more variants come that would be...
1: First, we're going to hear from uh, Dr. Bill Gates on this fear.
7: Okay. All right. There could be more variants come that would be... Immune escaping because their shape of their spike protein would be a little different, and sadly, they could even have a higher fatality rate. You know, I rate the chance of that as, you know, maybe 5 to 10 percent, but, you know, if you tell people that risk isn't there, then the whole idea of, okay, you know, throw your masks away, don't get your boosters, you're going to put people incredibly at risk. For now, We need to keep boosting, uh, particularly the elderly. And even though we'll have a lot of cases we don't have to use masks, Um, you know, the public should be ready and not view it as a deep infringement of, you know, their freedom that when you get local outbreaks, which, you know, in the fall we'll have some of that, it helps a lot to, to have very high vaccination levels and in certain settings mask wearing. Should we be willing to accept some restrictions on our liberty? Ab- absolutely. Damn but your freedoms. In the U.S., that's not our greatest strength. That is making, uh, in some cases, sacrifice for the collective. You know, the public should <laughs> be ready and not view it as a deep infringement of, you know, their freedom. Making, uh, in some cases, sacrifice for the collective. Warming
1: them up! Warming them up! One of us! One of us! Absolutely! Warming them up, man. (laughs) Get ready for more crap coming. Here we go. What do we got?
6: Hey, Adriana, (laughs) good evening. Here in California, some counties are already on their sixth wave of COVID. And the expectation is that after the summer, there will be another explosion of infection. The White House is sounding the alarm about a new COVID wave this fall and winter, driven by new Omicron subvariants. It projects up to 30 percent of Americans could be affected and is urging Congress to pass billions more in COVID prevention money now. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus.
4: We need to be on top of it. There should be no more deaths from this virus.
6: About two-thirds of Americans are now living in high or substantial COVID risk areas. New infections and hospitalizations are increasing nationwide. What's the status of the pandemic at this point?
4: There's a lot of immunity out there. Over 90% of the country has immunity. And we have Paxlovid, which is a (laughs) fail-safe. If that of your high risk can get it, we can treat it. So this is a new era of living with, rather than hiding from the virus.
6: Still, about a third Mm -hmm. of Americans are not fully vaccinated, and only half have been boosted. What's the impact of not having everyone boosted?
4: The more people get the virus and the higher your viral count, the more chance of a new variant coming. It's not changing to get more deadly. But by luck of the draw, there could be a change that can make it more aggressive or to evade the vaccines, and then we're in trouble.
0: He sounds really creepy. They Here all in LA, most
6: infections are happening in offices and at schools. Dr. Agus says part of learning to live with COVID means that we have to change our workplace culture. If you're symptomatic,
0: don't be a hero, stay
6: home.
1: Yeah, that was always the thing. Did you hear the did you hear the contradiction numbers in there though?
0: How ninety percent of the country has immunity, but only but like there's still over thirty percent that need to be vaccinated?
1: No. Well, you got you got 30 percent, and 90 percent, right? 90 percent are immune, but 30 percent are expected to get the to get the virus.
0: Yeah. You know, I was
1: like, wait a minute. What's it going to be? Is it 30 percent? A hundred (laughs) million people in in the United States because it's 300 million population. So 30 percent are going to get infected or is it 90 percent of the population are 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 immune to it? Which one is it? Uh, come on guys get your numbers straight when you're doing your story come on come on let's get the numbers straight come on
0: if you're gonna feed us bullshit feed us good bullshit don't feed us that the guy useless has shit. like salad fingers creepy voice man yes he's I know. really creepy
1: uh, i i got that and he's a doctor that everyone's listening to too california anyway
0: so salad fingers has become real and yes. entered our universe yes
1: it has all right, we got one more from the CBS Morning. That previous uh, one was, was CBS. The China's
5: zero-COVID strategy has seen millions of people locked down, uh, at shipping and manufacturing seriously disrupted. Is the country's leadership showing any signs of modifying or no. changing course? No, they're not. No, it was you just uh, mentioned there, uh, after this very high-powered meeting of the committee of the Communist Party where uh, President Xi was present, uh they kind of doubled down they said that uh the current covid policy these draconian lockdowns nationwide are both scientific and effective Uh, you also (laughs) mentioned that they they had brought up the fear of infections and deaths and in that that that's probably true you know china has not got the best best health care system it doesn't uh cover everybody adequately And their vaccination program hasn't been uh, a massive success. For example, only 20% of people over 80 years old have been boosted. And so if the virus really was allowed to rip through the population, uh, there probably would be a lot of deaths. The question is, though, whether... The end game, the way to deal with that is to keep these endless rolling lockdowns that are so disruptive and which are really starting to annoy some people uh, or to come up with a better solution. And certainly the West seems to have discovered and proven that that is a better vaccine.
1: Uh, your highfalutin voice, lady, is an- annoying. And you know, I've, I've al- often <laughs> noticed that people that that enunciate their words very, very carefully are either reading a script or making it up in their heads as they go along. Usually, because they have to they have to make sure it's clear on how they're saying it. It's either because it's they're it, either we,
0: following a script that they memorize that they don't believe in, or they're making it up.
1: Yeah, one of the two. it like, and it's annoying. But yeah, no, China is bad, and of course, because the West was foolish enough to send all of our manufacturing to China, literally, almost all of it, there's almost Mm -hmm. none that doesn't go to China, we are going to be in a world of hurt with the massive lockdowns that China's doing. I think we talked about them last show, looking at those videos out of China. Who the fuck is actually filming them?
0: That is such a good question, because... Seriously, who is filming them? It's it's professional grade filming most of the time. Well, from the point of view of the people who are doing the locking down and like right. the sweeping and
1: yeah, and it's like, why would the government allow that to be to be leaked out of the country unless they're trying to send a message?
0: That is such a good question. You know, I, I looked at I, it.
1: Hit me one day. When I was looking and said, wait a minute, this is just wrong because the. The actors in that, the ones that are locking people up or tying them down or capturing them, they have such great camera sense. They know when to get out of the way of the camera. If you mm-hmm. watch it, if you, you know, I've got minimal amounts of, of video knowledge from when I went to school and how to, you know, pay attention to where you are in the camera and where the camera is pointing. I learned a bit about it. I never got real good at it, but I got enough knowledge to understand the basics and you can mm-hmm. just see it sometimes that they're like, these are so semi-scripted or scripted, and the camera angles are chosen for a purpose. You know, and you can see the occasional one that comes out of China that looks to be a true person with a cell phone. But
0: yeah, some the, and some that the, one does not have the same kind of no. pro-grade uh, picture.
1: No, pro-grade picture or the angles. You know, it's just insane what's coming out of China we got a couple other oddballs here. And uh, we got this one here about our weather. And let's see what this one is. I forgot. Hello. One more time. Hello. Sorry. Why aren't you playing? Oh, it doesn't want to play. Oh, it thinks I don't have a clip there. Mm, The clip didn't come through. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just go on and talk about um, your favorite person. What was his name? The guy who did the quatrains? predicting the what? end of the world the guy who did the quatrains predicting the end of the world you know nostradamus that's it nostradamus oh that guy here's what yes. nostradamus oh. has to say
4: always focused on the big picture nostradamus was fascinated by crises that could have global consequences
2: if there was a famine that was bad enough to shut down american food production where it would really look bad is not so much in america It would be bad enough but it would be catastrophic beyond america's borders because we are the breadbasket of the world it's been estimated that if exports of food were cut off in a year's time four hundred million people in africa might die from famine and starvation
4: nostradamus sees this famine spreading out of control and our world descending into barbarism the great famine which i sense approaching will often turn up in various areas then become worldwide It will be so vast and long-lasting that people will grab roots from the trees and children from the breast It would be so complete and virulent that babies would be snatched from the breasts and man would eat his fellow man Nostradamus's terrifying scenario is one of his most graphic descriptions of the end of the world
1: There you go Hmm. There's Nostradamus and his predictions. Who knows? Maybe it's right. Yep, snatch the baby off there and get that breast milk for yourself.
0: Oh, we've already had uh, famines like that.
1: Oh, we've had famines. The world has had famines on and off for eons. You know, when I was a kid, they yeah. used to tell us about the starving the starving children in Africa. You know, eat all your food, or you know. Yeah, I grew they...
0: up with that too. Yeah. But then there's also like the potato famine yeah. in Ireland and. Mm-hmm. There's been all kinds of famines that, that we've gone yeah. through since Nostradamus. And there was a famine that happened when England was in control of most of the world that caused most of the world to starve at that point, too.
1: Yeah. Well, we just got what we got. All right. We got one last thing on the backpedaling on the Rona that you bought, and then we'll wander off somewhere else into the system.
0: Uh, the FDA nixes a jab from J&J for anyone under 18. We kind of sort of already covered this, though, with your yeah. clips. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, th- this is just a, an article about how DA has gotten rid of the mm. vax for ever, anyone under eighteen, for but only for Johnson Johnson.
1: Yes, well, that's because Johnson Johnson they didn't they didn't pay their uh, fees to the government people to uh, to they didn't bribe the right people. That's that's my that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. Johnson & Johnson. I'm thought thinking they, they got... probably
0: got paid even more to take the fall.
1: Yeah, no, well, somebody had to take the fall, I guess. There's, there's that possibility yeah. too. it's like it, it makes no sense, you know, because the other vaccines are creating problems too. But Johnson. And yeah, Johnson, but if you pay
0: one of them to take the fall, yeah. that means that you'll get three times as much money from the other two because once people see one big company take a fall, they go, "Oh, well, that one was the one causing the problems. The other two are safe now. I'll go take. I'll go get a shot." Yeah. It creates that's, a set a false sense of security.
1: That's what they're trying to do. Give us back a false sense of security. All right. Where should we go? Do we, do we go into a, our great tweets? Now, I'm going to try and bring to at least one show, to at least a show every once in a while, something like that, only a little bit better with the clips and be a little mm-hmm. more clear. I'm going to try to start doing a little bit more of that so that we have something that's more usable for our listeners out there.
0: Sounds like a good idea. Uh, Hey, have you heard about the women who are starting to go and get themselves sterilized because of the whole Roe versus Wade thing? (laughs) I put it under the amount (laughs) of stupid in the world for this to happen.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I hadn't heard about that one. Let's go find that one because that was just that's just too funny. It's like, really? Yeah. Um
0: so it's okay. the last one under the amount of yeah. stupid in this world in the world for this to happen.
1: Yeah, all right. It's like yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> women, sorry, so, people who bleed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sterilize themselves.
0: <laughs> yes, there, there's women who are screaming, there's no way I'm gonna let a parasite grow inside of me. I'm gonna go sterilize myself.
1: Oh, good! That saves the trouble of having to go out and kill the babies. Yeah. Oh dear God! Uh,
0: you'll actually see the a uh, picture of the Tweety if you scroll down. Yeah. Yeah, women are turning to sterilization. It's just ridiculous. Like. Sick. I mean, don't get me wrong, I totally appreciate the fact that they are removing themselves from the gene pool.
1: Yes, yes, that's that's great. That's that's gratifying that they're taking themselves out of the gene pool voluntarily.
0: Yeah. It's like 50 years ago when, when Roe v. Wade was mm. brought to the table in the first place, mm. ab- abortions were supposed to be legal, safe, and rare. Mm. Now... The argument is all about how it's supposed to. Or p- people want to have abortion on demand without apology. And it's like it's yeah. not supposed to be a version of contraceptive, man. No, and it's what's just really, not.
1: What's really interesting is they don't really need it for contraceptive, considering you have the day after pill, and you know, and lots exactly. of other contraceptive. There's lots of contraceptive things out there they can use. But yeah, the. Uh, What's that they call it the the one day after pill or something? But yeah, that's Morning a, after pill. Morning after pill. There you go. That's just that's just brilliant. I, I like that they're taking themselves out of the gene pool by sterilizing themselves. They're so upset they can't get an abortion. I'm gonna go get sterilized instead. Good. That that saves trouble. <laughs> <sighs> oh dear. Well I guess know. the
0: tweet isn't there anymore, but Uh, Someone says, "I'm terrified of having to go through pregnancy." She explains, Um, "If women aren't already sterile or don't get sterilized as soon as possible, lives are going to be lost." Yes, uh uh-huh. Well,
1: (laughs) lives will be lost that way. I do like this count: 64 million uh, abortions since Roe v.ersus Wade. That's 64 million babies that could have, you know, grown up to do something in the world. But I've seen some. I've seen some interesting ones out there. You know, there's been some real. Libtard meltdowns I haven't been brought bringing much of this stuff Because I just like I I had other things to be distracted with Instead of this Yeah. And my favorite was The one lady screaming that um, That uh, her mother Couldn't get an abortion And we're like well, That's really a shame that your mother Couldn't get an abortion Because <laughs> now you're here <laughs> to tell us We should all get abortions Maybe if your mother could have gotten an abortion She would have aborted you Who knows Maybe you know, it's like it's some of the some of the logic behind the stuff they say is like, uh, do you even listen to the shit coming out your mouth?
0: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There are great reasons to have abortion available. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree with that. But yeah. I have met women who have had like five, between five and 10 abortions by the time that they are 25. Mm-hmm. Every time you get an abortion, you make yourself less likely oh, to yeah. be able to have children anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true, but I've I've known some women that have had an abortion and they they deeply regretted it and they didn't like the, the they didn't like living with the decision uh years later. Yeah. You know, so no, I I've, I've heard that too. It goes both ways because they realize and especially if they if the if it did some damage and they can't get pregnant again, they realize they gave up their only opportunity to have to be to be a parent. <clears throat> so.
0: Didn't we bring this last week? Yes, the I wine did guy?
1: I didn't delete it. And that it turns out that was just a spoof anyway. Um, yep. yeah, we brought this too. So I must not have I must not have completely deleted this section. Okay, well forget forget all the stupid sections. And <laughs> so I, I tried to delete all the old stuff, but uh, to bring in the new stuff, but can't always remember to get it all done. Let's see what else we got. We've Fair got enough. some other insanity here. Um Oh, here we go. Get woke, go broke. Seems Blizzard is next on the list of companies that are getting woke and going broke, going to go broke, which is a shame because I really like Blizzard products. You know, I played World of Warcraft and all their games, and now mm-hmm. I just uh, can't uh, see myself ever going back to their games. Even when I do play games, I probably won't use Blizzard games, you know. They hired themselves a new, you know, they, they want to making the values of our connections show up and what we do is how we bring humanity back to the business. Okay. You know, and this is the new Jessica person that they hired. Who, Jessica, um, they're excited to announce Jessica Martinez as their first vice president head of culture as part of their ongoing initiative to create more diverse, equitable, and inclusive workplace culture where people at every level can learn, grow, and bring their most creative selves to their work. Mm, so their games are going to go right fucking down the tubes. And Man, where's the, this where's sucks. The part? This is the best part. It was listed in here. She used to work for Disney. <laughs> oh,
0: she's one of those. Yes, she's one of those.
1: Uh, where is it here? I sh- I wish I highlighted shit right away. Uh, here we go. She joins Blizzard after more, teen, more than 14 years leading strategy, communications, operations, and employee experience at Walt Disney Company, where she served as chief of staff and key strategic advisor to both the chief security officer and the chief technology and digital officer for Disney Parks and Resorts.
0: Um, I don't think that should be something that she should brag much about, considering no. the attacks that Disney has been under.
1: Well, there, there. It's also becoming a. It's also becoming a new term out there when uh when a when a kid has been uh, molested, oh, you got disneyed for
0: some reason it? I'm just not hearing what you're saying
1: okay, do you hear it this time what they're what yes. they're what's happening now is it's now become a, a not a slang term but a uh a term not so good if a kid gets abused uh molested or something, they're gonna go, oh no, you got disneyed
0: <laughs> yeah, probably.
1: Oh no! It's happening. It's already happening. Oh, is it? It's already happening. It's already, it's already entering the lexicon. It's, it's that entering. not le-
0: surprise me. It's entering the
1: lexicon as a, a derogative term of uh, of being molested. They're calling it "you got Disney'd. Huh. You know. So I thought that was it, and but I I saw this and I went, "Oh no, not Blizzard too," because Blizzard used to be a fantastic company. I'm really hoping it doesn't happen to the To the company that makes Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead
0: Redemption. Well, maybe the reason she left Disney is because she got sick of the BS there and she's turning for a new leaf and wants to be cool.
1: Did you read her title?
0: Yes. I'm being positive.
1: Yeah, no, not with that title. (laughs) The Vice President of Head of Culture? No, no. Who is going to, you know, create a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive workplace? No, no, no. She's not turning over a new leaf. She's going on to fuck up another company.
0: Mm, I but, like Blizzard. Yeah, you know, I, I did like Blizzard.
1: Uh, if I if I still owned any of their stock, I'd sell it. I sold their stock yeah. when it was peaked and made some money off it already. But if I still owned their stock, I'd sell it all. So, yeah, they're 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 going. They're going right down the tube. Um, let's see what else we got. What do we got? We've got some. We got some stuff that we didn't talk about in the last show. We got no TikToks. What the hell? How can we have nope. no? How can we have no TikToks? What's wrong with them grandchildren? Tell them Too many some, school
0: things. It's the end of the year. Lots of projects are due. They're slacking down, I don't care, schoolwork, you know, TikToks
1: are important. We need TikToks for the show. What the hell? They're slacking on their duties. All right. Get that, get that child labor back to work for us.
0: <laughs> I'll have to give her back her phone for her to do that.
1: Mm. Well, what you do is you set an hour aside and say, here's your phone, get us some TikToks.
0: I'll look at their phone this week and we'll have TikToks for next week.
1: All right. Where else have we got here? Oh, we don't have nearly as much as I thought we had. Since we have some stuff that we didn't... cut. Oh, we do. We got some crap showing through our governments here. Great reset. We got the great reset stuff. All right. You brought that one. Oh, that's interesting. Biden approves... Biden's House Day approved empowering Biden to... to seize stuff, huh?
0: Yeah. What happened... Okay, this is how it goes. It is a sense of Congress as follows. One, the president should take all constitutional steps to seize and confiscate assets under the jurisdiction of the United States of foreign persons whose wealth is derived in part through corruption linked to our political support for the regime of Russian President Vladimir Putin and with respect to the president has imposed sanctions. So in other words, (coughs) if anyone is connected to Putin or considered to be connected to Putin, Mm -hmm. he now has a legal right and requirement to seize your assets. Mm. In, In my opinion... This is just a uh, stepping ladder into yeah. seizing assets and having it be a requirement to seize assets of anybody mm. who does not agree with his politics.
1: That's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah. That's
1: exactly and everybody's like, is. yeah,
0: absolutely, go for it, because yeah. Putin is evil. Well, yeah, what, what happens when he turns on you? Because yeah. it's now been approved.
1: Yeah, it's now been approved. So what's, uh, what's the next step? It's kind of like what happened when our uh, prime idiot in charge started seizing Canadian bank accounts. Of average yeah. Canadian citizens, just because they donated to a uh, um, a uh, convoy, you know, to a protest, they donated to a protest, so they got their bank account seized.
0: You know what I love—the fact <laughs> that even though Canadians aren't being super loud about it, I have yet to come across any Canadians that were all for that, and mm-hmm. any Canadians who are have forgotten about mm-hmm. that and haven't yeah. started thinking about what the next step could be. Yeah. I like that. Canadians may be quiet, but they remember. Yeah, well,
1: eventually they do something about it. So, yeah, so eventually, just gotta piss them off enough. That's coming down the pike, and uh, that's going to be really, really a bad thing. All right, and more of the Great Reset, more thefts in the United States. Fortunately, I haven't seen them yet here in Canada, but I don't expect it to be too much longer before it starts happening. Is this Canada. a
0: video of Walgreens? Yeah. 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 This is kind of disturbing, actually, because uh, it's a video and the employee is just like.
1: Well, uh, they're, they're not paid to get in the way of this shit because they don't want to get it's hurt. It's not
0: just the employee, though. There was there's a person with a baby mm-hmm. in a stroller and they're just like, meh. It happens. Yeah, uh, watch it. I have
1: taken all of the
2: nicotine. Also on aisle one. Code 99, code 99.
1: Yeah, well, there's not much they can do. And the person in a baby stroller doesn't want to get into it because, you know.
0: The point I'm making Mm. is how normalized it is. Mm.
1: Well, yeah, that's why Walgreens is leaving all these cities. And uh, you ever notice? It's always, it's almost always, ninety-nine point nine percent always uh, glorious people of Get color a job. doing this. Yeah. You know, and you know, fortunately, it hasn't started in Canada. But I don't. I expect that if something doesn't happen, it's going to start here soon.
0: What disturbs me is just mm. how normalized it is. Because, mm. like, I remember when I was younger, freaking. One of my friends got caught snagging a candy bar. The coppers were called down, and we were only like eleven or twelve. Yeah, and coppers got called down. We got taken down to the station. We had a talking to, and I, I hadn't even gotten caught doing anything. It was just mm-hmm. my friend. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter though. Now, like that, it's it blows my mind. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, there's a whole lot of crap uh, crap going on throughout the United States, all the Western countries in particular United States and what's worse is almost all of these videos are coming out of the gloriously run Democratic cities oh yeah you know almost every one of these comes out of these Democratic cities there's a few coming out of Republican run areas but not very many Um, some of the Republican ones I've caught a few of I should I should capture the videos and uh, and bring them in there's been a couple of them where they've tried and uh, in the Republican areas and they got they got a bullet for their troubles
0: have you ever read *The Fall of Rome*?
1: No, I've never read it. I think it's in my reading list to to do and get because my reading list is listening to things. But what's happening to the U.S. is is, is parallel to the fall of Rome right now.
0: I have it on audio, and I've listened to the book a few times, especially over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And. It is exactly the fall of Rome. It's the same kind of emperor, the same kind of Senate, the same kind of uh, political upheaval, the same kind of scandals. Everything is pretty well identical to what happened during the fall of Rome. And if the pattern continues, it will. Everything will have fallen by the end of the of this summer.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the end of this summer, but it's within the next you know five years or so. But, what I yeah.
0: mean by fallen is, like, it's—Rome it, f- was fallen um, about 10 years before it accepted full defeat, yeah. but the actual fallen point, the point where the Senate and the Caesar no longer mattered, mm-hmm. we are at that point, and oh, the, yeah. by the end of the summer, we're going to be at that point, and it'll be another 5 to 10 years before the—before U.S. will accept that it's fallen, and the rest yeah. of the world has accepted it's fallen, but— yeah. It's amazing watching history repeat itself so perfectly.
1: Yeah, well, that's where that's where we're at, and it's it's not just U.S., but it's all Western. It's all of Western civilization, is what it U.S. is,
0: right is just the biggest, brightest, and loudest. Yeah, they're
1: it. they're the biggest, brightest, and loudest of it, and they're the ones that were supposed to hold the gates, but uh, yeah, they let the they let the enemies in behind the gates. It's a little too late for them. All right. So There's a we, book
0: series I've been reading called The Wheel of Time, mm-hmm. and uh, they call the helpers of the dark side the dark friends, and I can't help but think of most of the political people who are in charge right now as dark friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of insanity happening, and I don't don't know what's going to change in it, uh, you know. All I can say is fortunately, for where we're at here in Canada right now, we're in okay shape, you know it's not the best, but we're okay at the moment
0: We're essentially the outer provinces of the u s yeah pretty much like we're we're part of the fiefdom, but we're we're the outer provinces or borderlands if you look at old maps and use old language
1: mm. yeah. Yeah, we would we would be we would be in the outer provinces, which you know they came through it and they re, they they redid themselves and remade themselves. mm mm-hmm. All right, let's see what else do we got here. We want to pull up. There's not much else. Law systems. Um, it's Walgreens. Oh,
0: well, Lightfoot has called uh, f- called out for her fellow LGBTQRS people. She's calling for them to take up arms. Oh
1: yeah, well you know the the the, the demo the demo the demo rats never uh, seem to understand the irony or the fact that they they uh, condemn people for exactly what they do. It's the what same on I can't pronounce it. What what I say about you is what I am myself. You know that good Dutch <laughs> saying from the No Agenda show. I keep trying to learn how to pronounce it every time I hear it. Everyone, <laughs> you had it for a bit. No, but the said on the but the same on the But the same it's close. It, it's it's in there. You know, I've sort of hit the highlights of it. <laughs> I, I'm trying to get it because it's just a cool sounding saying, and it just says what I say about you is what I am myself, which is what Democrats do because you know, they do this stuff constantly, and I just it's just to me it's just another distraction in the thing, and the, the, what they're trying to distract from is what the is what we're going through with the. Uh, With the grand solar minimum. And we really haven't brought much of that. And I'll probably start bringing more of that back to the table again. Because we really need to stay on top of the grand solar minimum. And, you know, encouraging people that our food supply is really in a hurting state. And you need to, for those of you out there that are listening, if you can grow anything, even if you've only got a balcony, you can put some buckets on. Hey, has that
0: list been updated? Uh, I know that around the beginning of April, our beginning middle of april we'd already had four food places uh destroyed by fire do you know if that list has been updated at all
1: uh i don't know last i heard on the list it was at 26 you know i hadn't heard in i heard i hadn't heard in the last two weeks on it and Mm. i don't i don't have a quick link to uh his website for uh um the ice age farmer Uh, we'll have
0: to start bringing that list forward See if we can get updates on it because that list is, a, I think it's an importance list to pay attention yeah. to because of the way See. that the refineries and whatnot were being attacked. Mm-hmm. I think if we look at it and we pay attention to the locations, it'll probably give us a better idea yeah. of what to expect. Telegram. Maybe it'll help us develop an understanding of the pattern that is being wrapped around us
1: yeah he used to have a link on his web page. I'm on his web page now. he used to have a link on his web page that went to uh, the chart he that chart he was he was creating he has he has a web page that he was dedicating to a chart of all the damaged plants across North America mm-hmm. and the world. yeah, I don't know what he did with it.
0: yeah we'll find it and bring it to next show yeah
1: yeah i'll have to I'll have to dig it up. I've been watching him from time to time. Let's see. Hang on a sec. Let's see here. List stored food.
0: I have a light, happy thing we can end the show with.
1: Hang on a second. Just letting you know. Yeah. Okay, what light, happy thing do we end the show with?
0: It's under cool things brought from Amber, and it just says turtles. Turtles. Okay. Yep.
1: Let's go find the cool things brought by Amber. It's in this list somewhere. There it is. Turtles on a log. All right. Turtles yep. on a log. Let's see what you got.
0: It's just one of those random things that makes me happy because I like turtles. <laughs> turtles on a log. Okay. You got to watch the tweets, man. Yeah, it's, gotta it's a watch fun the game vi- they play.
1: got to watch the video. Yep. All right.
0: Turtles on the log. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> Just turtles on the log falling off and rocking, and rocking the log.
1: <laughs> rocking the log, crawling back up. Rock the log, crawl back up. And unfortunately, <laughs> the baby chickens have gone into hiding mode again. I may have to rearrange the camera to bring the baby chicks into the camera view all the time. But they've, they've picked their corner and they always hide in the same corner. <laughs> I may have to put something in that corner so they can't hide in that corner anymore. It's the only corner that can't be seen.
0: Well, if if uh, if you kick them out of that corner, though, they'll just choose an, another spot that will be blind to the camera. It's what animals do.
1: Yeah, well, there's only two corners that they are blind to the camera, but they always go to the same corner. All right. With all of that, I think we will uh, carry it on out of here. Call it the a show.
3: These are the days of thunder. We're going to make time stand still.
1: That's all we got for you. Take care now. Bye-bye. We greatly appreciate everyone showing up.
4: Take
2: care. Adios.